Recording from the offices of Basic Training inside the Murfreesboro Athletic Club, this is the Basic Training Podcast, show 21. What's up, everybody in podcast land? This is Michael Bays, host of the Basic Training Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. I think I have quite a very special show for you. When I started the show, it was in order to make trainers better. And, you know, we talk about life and we talk about fitness. But at the same time, those that participate in that business, those that are on the front lines trying to make it better, I think their voice needs to be heard more than anybody else's. I don't care if you are the most famous trainer in the world or you're just getting started. Whatever you are doing in order to make your business better, to retain your clientele, it's worth hearing. And tonight, I have a very special guest. His name is Mitch Warren, and I've known him for a very long time. It is a fantastic interview. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And so we're going to be getting into the interview about midway through, you know, <laughs> when you're doing a podcast, it doesn't always flow exactly like you think it should. And so sometimes you forget that you have the record button on. <laughs> and so I will spare you guys a lot of the bloopers and a lot of the setup uh, as we're getting into it. But stay tuned. He's got some very interesting methods. Very, very, very fun guy. I think you're going to enjoy every part of this. So without further ado, we're going to get into the interview. Anyway, <laughs> so what's your normal day like now? What do you do? Uh, I'm either training or training myself. I mean, 12 to 13 hours a day inside a gym. Really? Can't, can't complain. Seems pretty fun. You do that much volume? Uh, throughout the day. I mean, gotcha. I, it might be... A, I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, we all work 12 hours, but we don't, like, work 13 straight. Right, no, yeah. no. I mean, it might be two to three to four clients in a row, and then I'll hit a quick 30-minute, every minute on the minute, high-intensity interval training. And then get back into it around lunch. You get the idea. It comes yeah. away. I mean, you, when you're busy, the rest of the world isn't. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what I would say was like, we work five to nine. They work nine to five. Right. Kind of, yeah. Right. So right. We work on the outside of client schedules. I think what always fascinated me about you, um, including today, um, the stuff that I see Instagram, online, yeah. Facebook, yeah. and what. You really still love training, don't you? Absolutely. You just like doing stuff. Absolutely. What were you doing the other day? You were doing, uh, it looked like you were bouncing on a foam roller or something like uh, that. A BOGO board, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, uh, what in the world was that? Honestly, I just uh, I was over at CrossFit Rampage here in town. Just messing around. Didn't have any real idea what I wanted to do for the day. Um, gravity showed up at the gym. Everything was heavy. So <laughs> just tinkering around, found the BOGO board. Um, I haven't seen one in closer to a decade. Yeah. Just hopped on and started playing around. Next thing you know, I'm throwing a barbell overhead, playing nice. around, just working on balance, just at, trying to find at, fun. At, at any point to that, did uh, did safety come into mind? Were you just like, no, never, I, never, <laughs> never. You can't let sure. fear hinder you hmm. in, in any aspect of life. It doesn't just have to be you know on top of a board you're trying to balance, but yeah. you can't fear anything. Well, I mean, fear. Some people would say that fear could be something that could guide you in a different direction, maybe. Um, prevent you from doing I and obviously you know I'm speaking from the experience of I tried to jump over a pothole and I landed in it <laughs> and, and so I you know I severed Achilles tendon and I'm like 
you know, maybe the adult side of me needs to look at some of that stuff. Like, is, how, how old are you now, Mitch? 28. 28 years old. Okay, you're not old yet. Okay. No. I, I kid you not, when you turn 30, everything breaks. And I don't know why. It's like it knows your birthday. And like uh, little stuff starts to go. I still see this perception. I know, because you're not there yet. That's the point. <laughs> All right. A, well, maybe you like it's like saying, you so. Yeah, it's happening no, time, admit, so. You know, that's the one thing I never wanted to be or do. I never wanted to be the guy that was like, see, I told you that. <laughs> well, and then stop talking, please. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did. Well, we're not here talking about that anyway. Uh, okay, so you really focus a lot on your own training as well. I focus on keeping it fun keep it evolving, uh, keep pushing myself. Um, because once I find it's become boring for me, then I find myself training monotonously with my clients as well. Gotcha. Because I mean, we are nothing more than a product of what we consume. And everything we hand out is what we've taken on ourselves and experienced. I mean, That's fair. It gets kind of old knowing how to squat underneath the barbell. You well, know, actually, you need to get with well, the board. Yeah, would you say a lot of that would come from the idea that I, and I don't know how experienced your clientele is, but you know, if you're getting a new person in that maybe has never worked out before or something like that, you do have to teach the repetitive motions. You know, here here is a bench press, here is a squat, here is a deadlift. Of course, here's what's supposed to work, and that does get a little old. It does. How do you move a client through those type phases? By analyzing them. I mean, you have certain individuals yeah. who uh, react very well to resistance training. So mm -hmm. you take something, let's just say, just stick with bench press. You brought that up. Day one, the barbell seems impossible. Sure. A month in, they're looking at 135, two months in, they're body weight. Okay. You know, yeah. you might as well keep them going because they're enjoying it. So, it, it went, and I, I think maybe I can rephrase the question a little bit. Like, we, you know, we all teach the basics. Right. We go through those things, it gets boring. How do you know when you're going to progress a client to something else? Like, you know, let's move from a bench press into uh, some body weight ballistic exercises, or you know what, I saw this cool thing, let's give it a shot because I think it's going to be good for you. Is, is there a time frame, or is it do you teach all the basics first and then here's the cool stuff? You know, here's the BOGO board now, that kind of I mean, thing. ideally, you just expand as you feel comfortable okay. with the client. I mean, every individual is going to be different. No, but hey, I get that. I mean, training is a lot more feel. It's uh, right, right, it's exactly. way more. I mean, you're answering the question for me. It's right, a lot of feel to it. But all in all, everybody's going to be slightly different in how they want to do things, what their overall goal is. Sure. So you just have to play it by feel with them. Um, for the person who just wants to look good for their wife naked, all right, simple. We can really focus on the diet and a few little resistance. You know, really, it really is simpler when they just want that. Come in and say, hey, can you make me look good? Be like, yes. Yeah. That's actually way simple. <laughs> yeah. just, can you listen to what I say? Right, right. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Wow. But and then you find the ones that are finding themselves complacent with the certain movements, then you just got to expand and find what's tickling their fancy and then just continue to build off it, you know? <laughs> it's true, though. It really is true. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, Mitch, how did you get started in your own personal workouts? When did, when's the first time you ever worked out? Oh, man, my passion for wellness and fitness has been since I can remember. Um, around the age of four, I actually did my first intermittent fasting. Nope. Just for the sake, I didn't oh, know that's what it was called at the time or what I was doing, but I did understand that it was, hey, I need to clean my body out. Hold I don't like to talk to you. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Good. I'm supposed to interrupt because, I, okay, so four years old. Yeah, yeah. You said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to not eat. Yeah. Because this is a healthy thing. I'm going to clean out my body of these nasty toxins. Really? Correct. Nice. So you were just like immensely aware at a very early Oh, absolutely. Age. I mean, by the age of six, I was looking You got me by like, I don't know, 10 years <laughs> two, I guess. Um, I was always really narcissistic too, so. And that hasn't changed, brother. <laughs> no, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, know. I, know. I, know. I mean, by the age of six, I was telling yeah. myself I wanted to 
be physically appealing. Uh, I knew what it was okay. like to be lean compared to fat. Is there anything that you that you watched or that you looked at that said, yeah, I want to be this person. I want to I, be this thing. The best answer I could have is just growing up with superheroes. Nice. You know, okay. just seeing how they were and how people looked up to them. Who was your favorite superhero? Are you Batman or a uh, Superman guy? Oh man, I mean, out the shoot it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know what? I agree. <laughs> out the shoot it was. <laughs> which one though? Uh, obviously Leonardo because you know the swords, but I was always a Raphael guy just because his attitude. Absolutely, everybody. But and then, you know that really came to fruition uh, in the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the big thing when they when they got it right. Yep, they got it so right in that movie that you're just like. You know what? I get behind this guy. Right. Even in the second one, I fully support uh, Secret of the Ooze, uh, 100% in that one. <laughs> right. I'm still watching cartoons. I like so, Michael. <laughs> I still watch them all day. It's okay. I, in fact, I think I might have actually watched them this morning before I came in. There you go. Um, okay, so you want to be a superhero, but did you just want to look like one, or did you actually want to like do superhero things? Run faster, yeah. jump yeah. higher, perform? Yeah, absolutely. Bigger, yeah. stronger, faster. Mm. Just be the top of the echelon, be the best I can be. Yeah. Be, I mean, in it, being young, I didn't see it as this, but growing into it, I realized I wanted to be a role model. I wanted to be something people could inspire being. I wanted that challenge. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, just every day. I, I get you were very aware at, at a very early age. You know, the best I could do is that I wanted to look like uh, one of the pro wrestlers. Uh, I yeah. loved it when Hulk Hogan would come out there, or uh, my, my guy was the Texas Tornado. And nobody remembers that guy. You know, I could see he was probably terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like he probably had like that one stint, and then like and then the Rock got introduced, and then right. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. He was like crew member number six. Because I was gonna say, Michael, who the hell are you talking about? Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think we all do that to some degree. You know, it really does start out to be. It's a very physical job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. a very visual job. So it's always been hard to kind of draw the difference between health and fitness. Um, because everybody wants to live longer, everybody wants a healthier, happier life. Correct. And yet, ninety-nine point nine percent—I may even just, you know, unscientifically say, hundred percent of people just want to look better naked. Yes. So, when you, what would you say the majority of your clientele that you deal with today? Where are they sitting on that? You know, it's funny. I mean, today we're talking today. Yeah. Um, Specifically, I'm more right. in the CrossFit-bound <laughs> world, okay. which is more community-based. Um, sure. And people share ideas and awareness. Uh, we see each other pushing each other from a mental side more than a physical side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember five or six years ago when it was the age of bodybuilding, people lift their shirts to make sure they had their abs that were there five minutes ago. That still occurs today. Uh, but if you come to my world, okay. you see it's more about pushing yourself to limits that you did not believe you had. Really? Yeah, we were very big about pushing through glass ceilings. I mean, okay. it's fascinating seeing people come through uh, like our foundations courses where it's, sure. we teach us squat deadlift or not. They freak out. They freak out with a bar on their back. They freak out with deadlift. Sure. But with the right coaching and right manipulation, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I have I have I have gentlemen deadlifting over three hundred pounds first day. Sure. I have women deadlifting over two hundred pounds first day just through I mean proper form and technique, but also just give them the gears and the mindset they sure. need to make it happen. Well, Mitch, teach me about CrossFit a little bit. I, I understand the concept. You know, I've seen it, and I incorporate some of the moves into my own training style. But I have a hard time, and again, this is me being the old guy. Yeah. Um, going into this, say, you know, classic bodybuilder style has been around right, for right. so long. I, I love it, and that's what I like to do. It's my bread and butter. I have a hard time with anything in our in our business being the way to do something because, to be quite honest, it didn't exist five or six years ago. I mean, right. you even say it yourself, the age of bodybuilding. Right. I, to me, that's just like the age of fitness as we've done it. You know, and then how do you transfer into CrossFit? And then say that's the way to do it. 
Well, the thing that... Now I'm speaking for a very, 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 very large community across the world. Gotcha. So, so if I disagree, somebody's going to come and like whack out my knees. I mean, if I say something, someone else just down the road might come and tell and me I'm right. a dumbass and tell me something different. Like, well, well, you're just right as I am. Right, right. That's a joy. Because, I mean, exercise is sure. a science. Yes. You know, and it's never going to be perfect. It's always going to change. It's always going to evolve. There's always going to be one study that says this is the best way. Sure. And another study that's completely counterintuitive to it, and it's correct as well. Yeah. But the thing is with CrossFit, it's just a very large blanket. I mean, there's no one set motion that's going okay. to be involved. I mean, from calisthenics to Olympic lifts to being on top of rings. I mean, that's what I was doing earlier. I was sure. actually working on gym. It's all over my couch now. It's awesome. Right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You asked me to come. <laughs> Dude, it's still like But, um, and it, the, like I said, it allows people to push themselves on limits they did not know they could. Okay. But it allows for... 95 to 99 percent of the people in the world of fitness come in and try it and enjoy it and find something in that realm they like okay i mean just for example last week this time last week i was on the lake literally swimming 400 meter intervals okay. i haven't swam in years it was just a new challenge for me i sure. loved it never would have thought i'd do that five years ago when i was underneath the bar so would you would you say that you're appealing more to the psychological side yes. of how people work really yes okay. so you really it, yeah i understand physicals there it's what you do but what you're doing is you're trying to get inside a client's mind to say, you can do these things, okay? And here is our playground. Here is our, our toys that we have to play with. You pick the thing that lets you achieve. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. That's interesting. interesting. Well, it's gone more from the physiological side to kinesis for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say that, words are very, yeah, very... that in, like, normal people dummy talk. Okay. Well, <laughs> whereas <laughs> seven or eight years ago, it's, hey, here's a program for the day. This is what we're doing, X, Y, Z. Whereas now, it's how can I convince you to push to the limits. I mean, Mike, do not think of a white horse. Okay. What are you thinking of right now? Shut up. It's not funny. Right. Exactly. But every, the words in itself direct the client. Yes. So if you can properly word something, they will follow. Okay. And that's where I try to take the training with it now. Interesting. Okay. But do you make up your own routines to take them through? Or is this... I always imagine... And again... Understand the ignorance coming from my end because right. I train the way I train. And right. I, I do like to learn. Right. But once you get in the realm of actually finding a lot of results from people, you're just like, okay, well, I know this is going to work. So if somebody comes in and says, hey, I want to do these things, I do it this way. Um, do you get the workouts from like the CrossFit God up top? <laughs> because, okay, now I'm going to tell you why. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get into the differences in the CrossFit gyms. Right. I, mean, I get it. There are right. different ones out there that do different things. Correct. But is there just like one source where they come from? Or how does that work, at least at your location? I mean, the way I've seen it, it started as a little ranch in California that yeah. expanded to a worldwide organization. Yeah. Um, so sure, there's always the top of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. This trickled down to the rest of the world, but okay. it's continued to expand dramatically as well. So whereas five years ago, CrossFit.com might have been the one place I go to to find my individual workouts, yeah. it turned into CrossFitGymnastics.com. Okay. And just once again, it's how much do you want to expand on your own knowledge and your own experience nice. and make it work for the rest of your community. Interesting. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to know if your programming is working or not, you have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. I and mean, just like if you're the manager of a restaurant, you have to try your own food. One would hope so, at least. Right, right. Yeah. Well, just like trainers. You would hope your trainers are actually doing the programming they're giving you. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's it. Okay, so if it's more community-based, if it's, yes. you know, everybody's working together to, to overcome something, is that considered personal training? I believe that it's not as personal as one-on-one, -on -one, but I do believe that the ability to 
build a rapport with each individual person in the community yeah. is still there. Okay. Um, now, naturally, Sally Sue comes five days a week. You're going to have more of a rapport than John Doe, who comes once sure. every third week on a Friday if he feels okay, like so it. Okay, so let's talk about that. Then. How do you see as far as not – I guess that's in the realm of retention, but uh, participation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, out of 30 people that may show up to your community, how often are they showing up five days a week or four or one or whatever? And, do you guys have, keep any stats on that, or is it just yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, wow. we just, we obviously That's keep good. a good uh, tally of what's going on in the world because we want it to continue to grow. We want to continue letting the uh, clientele have fun. Yeah, wanting to come back. If if they're not desiring us, then what what the hell are we doing? That's the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a, any trainer is just simply built on the simple fact that you must be delivering a good product, correct? Whatever that may be, correct. and you're filling that niche for them. Yes. 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 And and that's a big deal. I think that's. And I think that's why, honestly, that's why I'm doing the show like this is because I don't care if you are the most famous trainer in the world or you are somebody who's just starting out. If you have people that are coming to you on a regular basis and are not being held by some three-year-long contract, okay, you're doing a freaking good job. So yes. if we can get that out there to people and say, okay, here's what we do, here's how it operates, then, then I think that helps clientele, it helps us, it helps our industry be better, and it, maybe it will help us not hate each other because there is a lot of trainer animosity out there. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, there is. And, well, and I think it's just the nature of the beast. Um, the, the fact that if you're the guy that gets somebody in shape, you have to be the best one, right? right. Or everybody else has got to be wrong. Right. It's not that. It, that's what the younger me would have said. It would have said, right. yeah, it's just me. Yeah, right. you, you met that guy. You knew what it was yeah. like. We were all that guy. Yes. And some people still are. Some people don't grow out of it, but yeah. I, I get it. But we do evolve and in our business it definitely changes a lot I know I went through my own spiel when you know I even questioned if I was ever going to do this again mm-hmm. it was a big big deal and you actually took it way further than I did <laughs> and <laughs> ran away I never physically stopped you know I was like you know what I, I just don't care as much I'm going to go do something else you know am I doing this job because I have to do it or because I love to do it and so I went back in you know, I went back to school for a little while got another degree yada 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 you left the country yeah. 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 So let's talk about that for a few minutes. What okay. you got? Uh, your story on it. Well, um, I guess everybody knows you work out of the Mac. Yes. Um, I was here for a while, and in my earlier twenties, I just I couldn't decide what I was doing with life. Mm-hmm. Personally, what I was doing with my life, I I lost that edge of actually caring about my clients and what their goals were, and it just lost the fun in it. It yeah. lost. I lost the passion in it. I wasn't did ever, sure. Did you ever think? Why is this important? Does this matter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, it yeah. go with a lot of things in life at times. Yes. You know. But yeah, it really came down to, am I doing this because I want to or am I doing it because it's a paycheck? Gotcha. And for that stint, it became a, I'm not doing this for the right reasons. In my personal opinion, it's sure. not for the right reasons. Well, anything drives you away, yeah, it has to. Right. Sure. So uh, that's when... Went on a little spirit quest, I guess you can call it. Uh, sold all the possessions and disappeared. <laughs> left the country and... Uh, Honestly, force myself into a rock bottom just to see what I'm made of, what's important, what what are the real values of life. You know, making just try to make everything as simple as I could again. Sure. And uh, it went very well. Learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about communicating sure. with people I've never you went to expected. Ireland, right? Yeah, end up in Ireland, but my best friends were from Brazil, Russia, Spain, nice. all over the world. I mean, lived in a hostel, so you get a nice plethora of individuals did, coming I mean, and going. Did they change a lot? You live in a hostel. Was this a group of people that were there, or were they just uh, kind of yeah, well, out flowing that kind of both, thing? Both, both. Okay. I mean, I ended up working in a kitchen to pay for my stay, and it yeah. was a pretty consistent group. I mean, you had people sure. that were there for 
on upwards of years already and enjoying it. They, I mean, it was so fascinating seeing someone wash dishes, yeah, loving it, singing to themselves, having the best time of their life. Really? Yeah, and then you, and it was really eye-opening, you know, coming from a yeah. first world country of, I don't have air conditioning today, I'm in a bad mood. So, so I'm assuming you didn't have air conditioning there a lot of the times. Uh, it was more cold than hot. Ah, gotcha. So, well, you, I, I don't envy you, but I envy you at the same time. Yeah, you, you took that leap that I didn't do. Like I couldn't, I could never disconnect enough to say I need to stop. I couldn't give up that control. Right, that, that was I understand. Me. But and how long were you there for? Not long enough. Uh, yeah, honestly, <laughs> well, not long enough. Back, that's the thing. Uh, family, family really, really begged me to come back, and I felt like it was. A necessity, but also I felt like my my life there was not forever. Yeah, I knew that coming back, I had things about myself to change to change my world around me. Sure, and uh, that was the first step of many to come. Okay. Many, many to come. Well, I was gonna say because you didn't go right back into training when you came no, back. No, no, no. That working inside the kitchen made me think I knew how to run a kitchen. <laughs> so. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh, you, went, you went back to work for the university here, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. I ended up at MTSU working for a company called Airmark. Yeah. Um, very, very powerful company. Yeah. Um, worked for them. Ended up operating a kitchen. This is so hypocritical on my end. Yay! Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I so love it when critical, yeah. have to talk about stuff that's terrible. Ended up in a food court where I was the uh, general manager of a Popeye's, a Dunkin' Donuts, um, and three other restaurants that were nice. Were you still working out at this time? Not at the volume or the yeah. expanse I would have liked, sure. but yes, I mean, there was about a year-long period where it was, I bought myself a 70-pound kettlebell, Okay. and I got very good at kettlebell swings and burpees and Turkish get-ups. Nice. Very, very good. My name is Mitch, this is my kettlebell. Yeah, right, right, right. This one is mine. I mean, <laughs> I, I literally, it was me, my living room, and yeah. uh, my CD player. Very cool. Yeah. So you really continued the simplistic kind of uh, theme that you were going with. Yes, health. Just gotcha. keeping it healthy, staying, okay. just, health is a quality of life. It really is. So I just, I knew, and I've known in my entire life, I wanted to keep that quality of life. Okay. So at some point, something brought you back into it. What uh, what brought you back into the love of what we do? Uh, a little over, what year are we in? 2016. It's 2016. It's almost I guess, 2017. I guess it was, it was Christmas of 2014. I finally signed up with a gym. First time I paid for a gym membership in 10 years. Sure. And I just yeah, you have to still do that, by the way. Yeah, good for you. It's, it's well, no, it's yeah. not because you pay what ten dollars a month. Not anymore. Now I'm back on the business. Oh, man. that's but, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But, <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was. But hey, like anything else, there's a gimmick in the contracts. Yeah. But uh, neither here nor there. Uh, just got back into the routine of finding things that I enjoyed doing, push myself to limits, and I just started building uh, a reputation around me. People eyeballing, who the hell's this kid? What's he doing? Mm-hmm. He obviously has been doing this before. Sure. Next thing you know, it's hey, I'm I'm John. Can you show me a few things? Sure. And I just started realizing again that this passion was coming back, that this is what I am, my purpose. This yeah. is my purpose. I'm, you know, some guys can tell you how to change oil in a car, change, you know, fix your transmission for you. I'm not that guy. Right. Okay, good. You and me are the guys <laughs> that can talk about endinosine triphosphate. Yes. And the three ways you're going to. You know, honestly, anybody that will actually let me say that word. Because <laughs> it's it feels like, good. Hey, please, God, just let me, yeah. let me use my science speak. I right, this right. For a reason. right. It's, it's what's yeah. engraved in you, so sure. it's what you feel like you need to give back and that's what brought me back in that's what reeled me back in is seeing nice. people actually I don't want to say looking up to me but knowing that I had 
at least an opinion that yeah. they could, you know, formulate, or I could formulate for them. Well, and, you know, at some point when you're in this long enough, you actually start to trust your own opinion. Yeah. Um, you, because and I think that's part of what, what gets you to the, the questioning of whether or not what you're doing is valid or real at some mm -hmm. point. You know, you're saying things, and nine times out of ten, at least in the beginning, you're saying things that you read from other people. Right. You know, and so you're spouting them off again, and you're like, I, are any of these thoughts right? Is it copy and paste, or is this real experience? Yeah, it's like, well, what the world is this? And you know, am I leading people down a false path? This is me. You know, I'm extrapolating your experiences right. from me, right. obviously, um, or my experiences to you. And I don't know. When you come back and you love it, it's it's, it's different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, you, you do it for the right reasons, and mm -hmm. you build your own business. I think that's really really good. Um, yeah. That, our guest is Mitch Warren. By the way, I haven't said that oh, a whole lot hey guys. this time. Yeah, hey guys. Just, just in case. If you're <laughs> listening, I interest you so yeah, far. <laughs> if you're interested, trust me, we'll, uh, we'll find a way to connect you to him at some point. Um, well, okay, so I've got a whole list of stuff here that I want to talk about. Yeah, man. And it's going to get down to just like the basics of what we do here. You know, Of course. We got your backstory. We kind of know what's going on, you know, how you got the business, how you fell out of love with the business, how you got back in, all that kind of stuff. But now when you're doing this job what is your main purpose in training what's the one thing that you are trying to do for an individual client or your community or however you're doing it helping those individuals meet their goals Very nice. I'm, I'm a mediator between where they are and where they can be and I mean just like yourself we've done this for a while we yeah. know the experience we've been down that path so why not show it for someone else nice. what's the one thing that frustrates you still about the business the competition trainer to trainer and how it is a business to some, how it's it's the money-hungry individuals. Gotcha. I mean, you, you don't eat well, food. We eat, man. Well, okay, you do, you do, but at the same time, it can't be about the money. I mean, it's, you don't eat looking to take <laughs> It's a byproduct, right? <laughs> money is just a byproduct. Gotcha. You know, you can't go into something expecting for it to make you financially savvy. You have to go into it with the passion knowing that you're doing the best for your surroundings. I like that. Well, I think that's with any purpose that's going to drive you past whatever career it may be, instead of just jumping year to year into something brand new, you have to find that. Right. Yeah. Right. Huh. What's your favorite training movie? Favorite training movie? Yeah. Uh, or action movie that would have led you to train? You know, I just saw not too long ago, Fittest on Earth has been pretty good. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it, well, once again, it gets back to the whole idea of the mental capacity of everything. Gotcha. Um, and a bunch of the superstar athletes you see out there today, they're no more different than you and me. They yeah. just are mentally strong enough to push themselves to limits that we tell ourselves we quote-unquote can't. Well, I, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, but you will, because I imagine you'll live mm -hmm. the next few years. Um, <laughs> but there's a depressing moment once you realize that you are older than every famous athlete. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it hits you. Like everybody on that field or everybody in that court right there is younger than me. And was probably an infant when I was graduating high school. Well, correct, but that's when you yeah. start realizing you're no longer the athlete, but you're the coach. <laughs> Those who cannot do, yeah, yeah <laughs> we teach. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, what's the best fitness book you have read in the past year? Supple Leopard. All right, tell me about it. Uh, just touches a little bit of yeah, just yeah. touches on a variety of everything sure. and it keeps it pretty simple. Okay. I mean, we went to school for it, so we want to get deep into the education, the science, everything, but it yeah. makes it to where. Exercise for dummies is more or less what it comes down to. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So is it, does it take the, the complicated part of what we do and just, just break it down for the normal people, or is it... I mean, it gives somewhat of a synapse of different anatomical positions. It gives It gives some vocab to it, but it's not as in-depth yeah. of, hey, here's your test at the end of the week. Gotcha. 
Yeah, again, you know, as much as I want to use all that scientific knowledge, he, how far I think is it it's take only, you? well, it's only meant to impress other trainers. Right, degree. You know, right. I'm going to get in the contest with you, we're just going to have to, you know, spout yeah. out all right. these different Right, the knowledge about no. pissing tests. Or, or, or yeah. I've got to re-up for my certification or something right. like that. Right, right. Uh, all right, how about this? Favorite personal trainer or coach that's not you? Actually, we got two that I can think of off the top of my head. One more global-wise, his name's uh, Ben Burron. Okay. Just amazing programming. It's it's proven to work right now okay. for what's going on in the world. Um, in town, I would have to say uh, Stephanie Lynn of CrossFit Rutherford. Know her. I'm not you sure. might have run across I, her. I might very, have run across yeah. Her. You know, it's the thing. There's not that many of us. That's the thing. Right. So right. We, we eventually get to know each other over time. Right. And yeah. uh, and that's funny you say I might know her. It's one of those, she's one of those individuals where uh, I've joked around, called her a bright and shiny object. But her overall consciousness, <laughs> yeah. it, it just it follows her everywhere. So sure. if she's around, the whole aura is in you know more positive energies around. So you feel like more okay. is going to go on in the. So is, is it a personality thing, or is it is it a training style that, that you really like the most, or? or uh, about Stephanie, I think yeah. it's the personality in her training styles. I mean, okay. I mean, anybody that's in training can teach someone how to squat, but it's yeah. how you come across to the individual and how you make them feel gotcha. in the so situation. Maybe her way of matching uh, the teaching methods of the exercise with it. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. here's what you need to think of, or here's yeah. here's how I would look at it, or, or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, and it seems like everybody that comes across, or everybody she seems comes across, yeah, it works. Nice. It works. I've never seen a confused individual or someone walk away disgruntled with the uh, yeah. experience they had. It just seems to always work. Nice. So. Well, uh, she's officially 100% better than me then because yeah. let me tell you about my failures. Good Lord. Yeah, well, I don't have that long, but okay. Also, I'm highly disappointed that, that you never said me uh, as the best coach of all time. But uh, I thought about throwing that out there. Hey, dude, I would have called so much crap on yeah, that. It wouldn't yeah. even be funny. I wouldn't even try. But don't get me wrong. I mean, Mike, I mean, watching you through the years, you've been a great – and I, I wholeheartedly mean this. I mean, back in my younger days, like 18, 19, before I was even actually training – but in the just in the gym, loving it, it was fun looking up to you, seeing the knowledge you're putting out there, and also the open-minded ideas you gave. I mean, it wasn't so much a we're going in X, Y, Z, but you seem to give a damn. Still do. Yeah, and you seem to actually care about the Still individual do. and seem to push him, and that seemed it was so enthralling. It was so fun to just watch. It was. Uh, nice. I liked it. I liked it. It was fun I, seeing, and it kind of helped me become who I am. I know that. I'm raising up uh, the next generation in the way that you go, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's a, that's a win. Uh, thanks for creepily watching me. Hey, uh, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> <younger. laughs> uh, what is your favorite lift that you like to do? What's the one thing? If you could do that one thing that you just love it more than anything else? Uh, overall, I'd have to say the squat, just because it's all about mobility and it actually surprisingly helps out with the quality of life. Now, I'm not saying necessarily under that's a heavy a load. That's a statement. It's true, though, if okay. you think about it. Sure. I mean, how many people complain about lower back pain, knee uh, pain, hip pain? Yep. You know, how many times? knee pain, too, if you want to throw that on there. Also, yeah, Achilles oh, pain, yeah. but that's just a different story. Find yourself in the bottom of a squat. Yeah. Just hang out there. I'm not saying do 150 air sure. squats. Just sit at the bottom of a squat and fill out the form. When did that, that this is something I, I personally, because I've never, I, you know, the last time I was at a CrossFit gym, it was for a photo shoot. It wasn't for to actually work out there. Shut up. Anyway. I'm so, so embarrassed for you right now, but okay. Yeah, it's a, no, it's cool. It's just, it, I don't want to make everybody feel bad. There you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, with, you know, the idea of a, a squat that broke the 90-degree plane, mm -hmm. when did that become the accepted practice? When, when is that the thing that you started to teach? Did, did CrossFit bring that in, or... CrossFit enhanced it, gotcha. but Good. just hang, knowledge. just in you know being around people, not just trainers, but sure. being around 
wellness experts, yeah. chiropractors, um, therapists, et cetera, et cetera, you start learning mobility is the most important thing you can have. Yes. Sure, lean muscle is going to help with other parts of the world, but mobility... But if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, you don't, right? you don't yeah. use it, you lose it. I mean, how many 55-year-olds can squat down and pick up their grandkids? How many 55-year-olds wish they could still squat down and pick up their grandkids? You know, that is having 45. Oh, yeah, 30, 20-year-olds these yes. days, you know? I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, okay. we, we, we're raising a world of sedentary lifestyles. Well, okay, so, you know, how do you go about... How do I, how do I want to word this, I guess? How do you know when it's safe to begin teaching? Because you, you take a body that's so tight that they can't squat down without coming up on their toes, mm-hmm. okay? or underdeveloped hamstrings or glutes or whatever that may be. How do you go about teaching them that drop pattern down to go as deep as they can go? Scale and modify accordingly, obviously. I mean, yeah. like we talked earlier, everybody's going to be slightly different where they are in their path sure. of life. But uh, more or less just continue to push them and challenge them with it and find different routines. A big one I'm a fan of, y'all have a rig here. Um, I'm very, very big fan of literally getting two inches away from one of the bars and just showing that I can do a squat without actually touching that bar. Gotcha. And just straight up and down. Same thing of getting up against the wall, hands overhead, and just trying to explain to the clientele, this is where we want to try and get you. Gotcha. So that would would kind of work into what we talked about a while ago, which is uh, appealing to everybody in the community, giving them something to shoot for. Here's your project. I need you to sit two inches in front of this bar and learn how to do this. And that's something you can go work on every single day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't have to say, I mean, commercial breaks. Yeah. Between your TV shows, do it. You know, I like that. do it any time. Oh, there's man. no I equipment mean, necessary. Dude, Game of Thrones is on. That ain't gonna happen. So <laughs> I'm just there. So, uh, does CrossFit talk about nutrition with their people at all? Uh, yes. I think it's big in the paleo and that. that big in the paleo, yeah. big nutrition, but not so much the strictness of it. I mean, like we talked about a few minutes ago, the bodybuilding world a few years back, it's we're getting strict into ketosis or carb cycling. Yeah, maybe. More or less, carb it's backloading was my favorite. One. Yeah, yeah, but more or less, <laughs> just the idea of. Nutritionally rich foods, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, why are we buying? Why are we spending money on? Why are we being told to spend money? On, why are we buying foods we can't even pronounce the ingredients? It's pretty. You're right. It's all yeah. The package is bright it's, and green. It's got to be better than the you know the thing that says apple. Right. Because how right. can that be good? It's, it's right. just we we've just we've been brought into a society where that's the staple of things instead sure. of thinking. Wait, if you grew from the ground, if it had a heartbeat. Why are we not eating that like we did 2,000, 3,000 years ago? Yeah. You know. Interesting. We but made but it it's not something that you do on a daily basis with your people. No. I mean, we'll, we'll touch base if, you know, once again, it comes back to that. I want to look look good for my wife naked. Sure, yeah. we'll get into some talks about it, but more or less, it's free reign. Yeah. And we just want to make sure you're enjoying the experience overall. Gotcha. I like that. Very, very nice. So it's it's less about eating for the training program and more about just uh, building that the, healthy lifestyle quality of life that you're talking correct, about correct correct now not naturally you get the competitive athletes we get more we hammer down them a little more yeah but for the for the stay at home mom who has three kids mm-hmm. no I mean we're sure we're going to give them directions in their life but they don't have time for that do you find that you're, you're I guess you could be a lot more successful because instead of saying you need to get all of these parts of my program correct to make it work you're getting them to focus more on the achievement of what they're doing so in reality, they're probably working more than they would yes. to achieve this goal. Yes. So psychologically, that's where you're playing. Keep it simple, stupid. Nice. Yeah, I, like I mean, that. just keep it simple. Let it yeah. build off itself. Positive reinforcement. And you, you pair that with the, the simplicity of the workouts. Of here's yeah. you're doing this thing, this thing, and this thing. Fast you can do it. Ready to go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I get it. I, I can see how that'd be very appealing because it's it's very scalable. Correct. 100%. Correct. And nice. that's in our for our community. And I learned this from uh, said who's my favorite Ben Berger on. Yeah. Program for twenty percent. Okay. The other 80%, they inspire to be the 20%. I like they that. can scale accordingly, sure. but they're reaching for that goal. 
So you're basically, okay, so you're writing workouts for the top tier, but it has a, a I guess, a lower volume that you can get to, or? or Scalable movements. I okay, mean, yeah. I mean, you have someone like, I'm not going to throw last names out there, you have someone like Garrett and Jordan who can do handstand push-ups for multiple reps for yeah. multiple rounds. Well, 55-year-old Ron is not going to be able to. Sure. So we would go back to push-ups. Okay. Or if we're somewhere in between the two. Okay, so you know? it's modifiable. But, but the yeah. idea is that the same type of motion is what we're looking for. Correct. Right? Gotcha. Correct. Okay. Nice. I like that. If somebody was going to get into the business and was going to start doing this, what would you suggest they do? Where should they start? Should they go work for a training company? Should they come to a CrossFit gym? Should they find a studio somewhere and just learn from somebody? Should they go get a degree from MTSU in this? Hey, what should somebody do if they wanted to become a trainer? There's no right answer there. There's no wrong answer either. It's, you know, that's it's, the best trainer answer anybody yeah. can give. Well, I mean, We're never wrong. Well, I mean, just, yes and no. You have some individuals who literally start with a degree and work through, sure. and they're not happy after the fact. You have yeah. some people like myself. My first, I, I got my first certification at 19 years old, and I was employed by a small private gym out of Franklin. Yeah. It just kind of clicked for me there. I enjoyed it, and I continued to grow and expand. Decided I want to go independent, try that route. Then I found CrossFit and wanted to try that route. I'm just saying that there's no wrong first step. Gotcha. You just need to take the step and continue to find what suits you. Have you ever worked for a training company before? I've worked for Fitness Together. Okay. Um, I remember Fitness Together. Yeah. That was actually okay. my first job out of Franklin. Then um, a couple of small businesses, um, Pinnacle Fitness Solutions. Kevin Lacey? Uh, and okay. hey, he, he doesn't know it yet, but uh, he's going to be on the show. Oh, good, good, soon, yeah. So, he's uh, going to be a fun one to hear. And then, uh, then TriFit out of this gym, that was yep. business. Enjoyed working with them, learned yep. a lot. Um, but independent, well, personally for me, independent has been the best way because it allows me to write my own schedule, my own business. Yeah. It allows me to have free reign of everything I want to do and also be lax when I want to be. Nice. Well, I, 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 we're not that far in age difference. I'm going to do the old man thing. Yeah, when you get older, you're going to want to do some different things. Of course, of yeah, course. I mean, you want to experiment out. And I think that's what I find so fascinating about you is how much you still enjoy the experimentation of the training. Yeah. You really like to do it for yourself. Yeah, I'm absolutely. guilty sometimes of just being like, all right, I'm going to do this today because I have to do it because it's what I do. But, you know, I don't really like, man, that this brand new thing, let me try to do that. Let me try to do this. I think the closest I got was last year getting ready for the shoot um, to practice styles for leaving out. That was about it. Really? Um, but you seem to do it every day. And yeah, I mean, it's a competition within myself. Yeah. And, uh, and it's kind of twofold in the sense of I want to say I can do it. Mm -hmm. But... And also in a sense of from the business world, since we're talking about training, I mean, if you do not have experience, how are you going to teach someone else how to do it? Exactly. And there's always someone else out there who is doing it and sure. will take that client from you if you cannot perform it yourself. Absolutely. That's interesting. I, I, you know, I'm not here on this show to get really deep into the CrossFit business side of things. Yeah, of course. But, but, it, but it is part of what we do. Uh, now, the community that's there at CrossFit, it, it, do they pay as a collective whole to the building? Um, and then the trainers get paid from that? Or... How does that work to some degree? Don't have to get specific uh, every gym's like different. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, but a synapse. Based on how people come in, you know, if you recruit people or... Uh, all of the above, okay. to be honest with you. I mean, not going to give the actual specific I ones in town, yeah, but a, a specific that. box. Yeah. A certain box in town. And you have on upwards of five different options of memberships okay, from classes you. to open gyms. So it's really a combination of community training and uh, like an actual gym like what we're in right now. Yeah. Like you buy yeah. a membership to it. Right. And then okay. there's some, I mean, just like this one where you, have, you as a trainer have to pay rent yeah. and you can have some one-on-ones. Okay, uh, it could be you. you're getting paid per class you teach as a sure. commission. Um, you have some are just friendly yeah. enough to say, hey, come on in, bring your own crew and hopefully it builds my clientele. 
Really? Yeah. Okay, so like if you if you came in, if you're Mitch Warren and you come in and like, hey, you know, I'm going to bring 10 people over here and we would like to have a 7 a.m. spot if you have it open. Um, you pay them a certain fee or whatever they want and then you're yeah. free to go. Yeah. Wow. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no clue. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. I think that's very important um, to maintain that type of independent flow. Mm-hmm. I do not like the cattle call structure where everybody's yes. certain. They, yeah. you, you know, if you... Bottom line, if you pay trainers 12 bucks an hour, you're going to get $12 an hour training. Precisely. Okay. And you're not going to have aspired individuals like yourself come in and do that stuff. Wow. All right. Um, I don't have all that much else. You know, five years from now, I'm not going to say, you know, where do you want to be? What do you want to do? What? How do you want to change in the next five years as far as training goes? Do you want more of a business side of it? Do you want to own the stuff? Do you still just want to be in the trenches doing what you do? You want to write? Do you want to create? What do you got? Hmm. Yeah. It's a good one. It Because it changes. It does. It, it changes day to day. I'm sitting here doing this kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to own my own gym and uh, have inspiring trainers underneath, under me. You know, sure. Umbrella to an extent. I mean, yeah. not to the extent of you know the financial side, but just more or less just continuing the idea of wellness, continuing to promote it and keeping people who actually care and give a damn. I like that. And continue to let it grow and... Your people will follow you through everything. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, if people wanted to look you up and find you out there in the world, where could they do that? Oh, man. It's, I have an email. Oh, you uh, get yeah, spell yeah. They, they, This is the part yeah, yeah. you plug yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, you can yeah, contact yeah. me in these places, okay? You know and, this. And, and this is where it's funny. I was reading through yeah. some of those questions. I've never been big on the marketing side. I know. I've just let my experience and what you see be what you get. they got to be able to see you first. All right, Warren Mitchell R at gmail.com. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to go to inbazedme.com. Yeah. We're contacting me instead. Uh, you can find me on email, Warren Mitchell R. Dot, excuse me, Warren Mitchell R at gmail.com. Um, Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just Facebook, Mitch Warren, man. You'll find me. I'm the pretty smile, the blue shirt, and a Jeep. Wow. Well, the good news is uh, I understand that trainers are, uh, believe it or not, and this is a very fun thing, trainers are humble. Um, they, they don't necessarily want to be out there in the public eye. Yeah. They, want to, they want to practice their craft and they're good. Right. right? Um, I will put a link to all of your contact stuff in the oh, show thank notes. You. Thank You'll be out there with all the stuff that I do. Um, and this is your show. This is, this is not uh, everybody listen to Michael. I promise. This is uh, the world. Who wants show. to do that? Nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Uh, there are literally, literally like a dozen listeners to this show. Maybe even like 13. Hmm. Most of them, I have, I have six family members that usually have people who are listening to yeah. this right now. Yeah. But it, at least I know you'll listen to it. It's the best thing you hear yourself. Do you have anything to add out there for anybody who uh, wants to train, become a trainer, that wants to work with a trainer, that, anything? Uh, well, both, actually. For those who are inspiring to be trainers, make sure it's what you want to do, it's what you love. Um, like I said earlier, money is not the byproduct of anything. It just happens to be. You don't need to get into the business hoping to become a millionaire. You need to get in it for the sake of making your surroundings better. Uh, for people, for the individuals out there looking for a trainer or looking to find something that works for them, find someone who you know, who gives who who cares about you and what you're looking for. Um, I'm not saying go tell them your entire personal life, but find someone who's wanting to help you reach the goals that you envision seeing. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be one-on-ones. Find someone who can build a legitimate programming specifically for you and who doesn't mind meeting you and just catching up on it. Um, side note on that, you remember Justin Edwards used to be here. Perfect example of that. Uh, he actually helped me through the one bodybuilding show I did back not long enough ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was so fascinating thinking back and reflecting. 
he held me to such high standards and I only met him once a week for maybe 30 minutes. And I felt so attached to these standards and wanting to meet these goals for myself, but also it was interesting because I didn't even want to let him down. Yeah. You know? Oh, dude, that, that's, a, that's a big talking point. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. People want to please other people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, uh, more or less for the people looking for a trainer, find someone who cares. I mean, you find companies who are going to try to buy, you know, sell you the gimmick, sell you the three-year contract, you're going to yeah. meet your trainer once a week, and they don't even know your name. Oh, gosh. You know, yeah, you're my 830. You're right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. And you don't want that. You're not going to find anything beneficial for yourself or them. It's just a, it's a merry-go-round of those worlds. Yeah. Find someone who's going to know you intimately enough to know what you're wanting and know if you're getting it or not. Very well said, my friend. Thank you. My guest today has been Mitch Warren. Uh, right. I'll put a link up in the show notes for every single thing that you're going to need going forward. This is Michael Bays, and this has been the Basic Training Podcast. Signing off. And that was the interview with Mitch Warren. I hope you guys enjoyed the show this evening. If you would, take some time. Uh, leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, hopefully, my interview skills will continue to improve as the show continues on. Uh, and and the audio quality will continue to improve as well. Let me tell you a story, um, that, because I know you've listened to it a long time and you want to listen to me some more. <laughs> Basically, always buy the good microphone. Never, ever buy the cheap microphone. Lesson learned. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael Bays. You have been listening to the Basic Training Podcast. You can catch me on Instagram at Michael Bays. You can catch me on Facebook as well, or head to www.basicbaes-ic training.com. Feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. It would be absolutely amazing. We are going to make this the best personal training podcast out there. Thank you guys so very, very, very much for listening. This is Michael Bays, and for real this time, signing off. <laughs>